I want you to take your Bibles or your apps or whatever you read on, and today we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter uh, 4, 1 Peter chapter 4. Uh, now, I recognize 1 Peter may be a little difficult to find. Uh, as we talked in our last series, this is not a book, it's a library filled with 66 books. And so, 1 Peter may be difficult to find in the midst of those 66 books. So let me give you some clues, some hints as to how to locate 1 Peter. If you're in a physical Bible, uh, as I always recommend, the easiest way is just to go to the table of contents. 1 Peter is located in the big section in the new, uh, table of contents called the New Testament. Uh, it's actually towards the end of the list of the books of the New Testament. Uh, so find that big section, go towards the end of the list till you find 1 Peter, and and then go to that page number, flip through till you get to chapter four. Now, if you're in an app, just pull down the list of the books of the Bible and you're gonna find 1 Peter uh, is again, towards the end of that list. So just scroll down to the end of the list and it's a few books toward uh, before the very end. Now, let me ask you a question. If I uh, go home today and, and I sit in my garage and I pour oil on my head, you know, motor oil, and I drink gasoline, uh, and I make vroom vroom sounds <laughs> while I'm sitting in uh, my, my garage. And if I open my garage door and I run really fast down the street and I come back and sit in my garage again, does that make me a car? Do, does, does acting out some of the uh, m more obvious signs of a car, like its sound and uh, the, the fluids, uh, just a few of the fluids that a car uses. If I'm doing some of these things, am I a car? If I sit in my garage, am I a car? No, I'm not even a good imitation of a car. I'm a, I'm a poor example. Anyone who was to walk in on me in my garage as I'm pouring oil on my head and drinking gasoline and making vroom vroom sounds, anyone who walked in on me while I was doing those activities would think I'm a loon. They would think I'm crazy and rightly so. Anybody who would pour oil on their head and drink gasoline is not right in the head. I'm clearly not a car. I'm a faker. I, I'm, I'm trying to be something that I'm clearly not. And I would need to take extreme steps in order to become a car, but I'm faking something that I'm not truly, that, 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 that I'm not truly capable of being, or maybe not not being enough of. The idea here is that I want to push hard today on this idea that many people think they're Christians when they're basically trying to imitate some of the outward signs of what a Christian is, yet they're not truly living the way Christ calls them to live. You see, I, I don't want any one of you who are listening or watching today, I don't want any of you to believe that you're a Christian and yet not truly be a Christian. I don't want you to be deceived. I don't, I don't want you to think that, that meeting the minimum requirements is enough. 
I want you to understand what Jesus' call is for us as a follower of Jesus. And I'm going to address one specific area that is one of the larger signs uh, of, of a true follower of Christ. And we're going to unpack that today in, in today's message. Now, today we're continuing a series that I've been calling Core Values, Serve and Go. Uh, and our core values uh, come out of our mission statement. So our mission statement, it's actually on the wall behind me. Our mission statement is that we exist to lead every generation to the life-changing hope of Jesus. Now, we accomplish that by living out four core values. Our four core values are believe, connect, grow, and serve. And we're focusing on that fourth one. We're focusing on what it means to value serving God, serving others, and serving our community. You see, I, when, when I say serve is one of our core values, we have a little byline, a, a little statement that clarifies what serving means to us as a church. And that statement is, we are committed to selflessly serving God and others in the church, in the community, and in the world. That's one of the things that, we exist to do, and a follower of Jesus is commanded repeatedly to go out and love others, to serve others, to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the lives of the people around him or her. We are commanded repeatedly to serve the bride of Christ, the church. That's a, one of the analogies that is given in the New Testament for the, the church is the bride of Christ. We are commanded to serve God through his church. And so I wanna unpack that today. Uh, today I wanna focus on the call of Jesus to serve. Why do we serve the church. Well, take your Bibles or your apps and turn to that passage I told you to turn to, 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to begin today in verse 8. We're going to read verses 8 through 11. And I want you to listen carefully to what these verses have to say. This is Peter speaking. Peter was one of the closest followers of Jesus, one of the closest disciples to Jesus. And Jesus actually said that Peter would be the rock on which Jesus would build his church. So Jesus uh, basically designates Peter as one of the primary, the, the high leaders of the early church once Jesus had died, resurrected, and ascended into heaven. So listen to what 1 Peter instructs of the church in 1 Peter 4, beginning in verse 8. It says this, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to hold to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So, the, the call of Christ is clear, and this is a very condensed version uh, of some of the commands that Peter and Paul and the, the disciples of Christ have instructed us when it comes to living like Christ. 
Uh, another passage that I would encourage you to turn to is read chapter 12 of the book of Romans. Uh, it lays out in great detail the call of Christ and our behavior as followers of Jesus. But I want to focus on what 1 Peter has to say here in chapter 4. Verse 8 says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Our first call, and you can see this theme throughout Scripture. Read 1 Corinthians 13. So many other passages that emphasize the importance of love. I mean, Jesus himself in Matthew 22 said that the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands, swing all, hold all of the laws and commandments of scripture. And so love is a key element of being a follower of Jesus. If you cannot love people, especially your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, there's some disconnection in your faith. If you cannot love, if you struggle to love, I would encourage you to dig deep in prayer and in Bible reading. Talk to some spiritual leaders and counselors in your life because love should be the primary attribute of the follower of Christ. Jesus said, they will know you by your love. And so love is so vital to who we are as the followers of Jesus. Now, let's keep reading. Verse nine, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Hospitality is that, that welcoming, that bringing people in, that, that family attitude of, of you're my brother, my sister in Christ, and I want to spend time with you outside of Sunday morning. That, that idea that we're called to, to be a family. In today's culture, this is a hard thing to do, and I, I get that. I struggle with it. You know, it, it, with our busy schedules and everything that's going on, we have to make hospitality an intentional part of our lives. So, but we're to be hospitable with one another, not just period, but hospitable without grumbling. Uh, let's face it, we're all complainers. We're all people that look at the world around us and we grumble and we complain about all the different things that are going on. When in reality, repeatedly, again, God's word tells us to do all things without complaining, without grumbling. So think through that part of this passage. Now look at verses 10 and 11, and this is where I want to focus today. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one speaks the oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that, everything, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. So the purpose here is that God receives glory when we do these things, but what is he calling us to do? He is calling us to serve God one another. Now, now, how do we do that? We serve one another through the body of Christ, through the church. And, and this is what he calls being a good steward of what God has given us, of God's grace. 
Now, what does that mean to be a good steward? Well, a steward is someone who was given permission to, to watch over or to use something from someone who had something to give. So if you came to me and asked to borrow my car, for example, uh, I would loan you my car, you would be a steward of my car. I'm giving it to you on loan. I'm letting you use it. And I expect you to be a good steward, to use my vehicle in a way that honors me and not doing the things that I wouldn't want you to do with it. Instead, using it in a way that honors the value of what I'm giving you, what I'm loaning to you. You see, biblically, everything you have is not yours. It belongs to God. You are simply a steward of what God has given you. And that includes your time, your resources, your, your gifts and talents, your personality, everything in your life, even your relationships belong to God. They're, they're not yours. You are simply a good steward of what God has given you. And, and that brings me to today's big idea. Uh, you know, uh, if you've ever watched one of my messages, you know that I, I'm not a three-point preacher. I'm not going to give you three points and expect you to remember those this week. I, I want to give you one point that you can remember and think about and, and make sure that it, it is accurate. You, you test it against scripture. And today's big idea is this. We are all made with a purpose that we are to fulfill in the body of Christ. Every single one of us has been given gifts, personality traits, resources, time, etc. And we are designed, we've been made with a purpose that we're to fulfill through the body of Christ. We're to use all of those gifts and talents and resources and personality and wiring. We're, we're to use those things for God's church. And remember what it says here at the end of verse 11, in order that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. We're to use what God has given us, the, the things that he is allowing us to be stewards of, we're to use those things for his glory through his church. And, and so the idea here is that one of the things that we are commanded to do is to serve one another. And let me be very, very clear. Let me be kind of blunt here for a second. If you are not serving, you are not fulfilling the call of Christ. We are all, if you are a follower of Christ, you are called to serve the church in some way. Whatever that may be, whatever your capacity may be. You know, many of you watching and listening right now, may, maybe you don't leave your house. Maybe you're uh, a widow or a widower and maybe you can't get out and do things hands-on. Maybe you can't go to the church because uh, you're, you're in a nursing home or something like that. There may be reasons why you physically can't go out and serve in the way that maybe you think I'm talking about, but there are other ways that you can serve. One of the greatest and highest and lofty ways you can serve is to be a prayer warrior for the people of God. I, you know, if, if you're interested in taking a stronger initiative with your prayer life for the purpose of the church, to serve the church, reach out to us. You know, go to our website, click one of the links in the posts of this video. We would love to talk to you about what being a prayer warrior looks like and, and how you can pray for our church and pray for our staff and pray for the direction of our church. 
But, but there is something that each and every one of us can do to serve the church. And if you're not serving the church, if your definition of following Christ is just watching a sermon on Sunday or sometime during the week and uh, reading your Bible, but that's it, I'm sorry, but that's not what a Christian truly is. That's not what a follower of Christ is called to do. Just like my illustration of sitting in my garage I hate to say this, but if you're not serving, you are a poor imitation of what the call of Christ truly is in our lives. You know, everything that we have should revolve around glorifying Jesus, glorifying God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so again, I'm sorry if I'm being blunt, but I have to say that your life should revolve around serving him and glorifying him. So how are you doing that today? I, I wanna put a graphic up on the screen. There's this graphic that uh, I, I think helps us to kind of I, have an idea of, of the place that God or the ministry that God wants us to serve in. And when you look at this graphic, you can see that you know, there's, it, God has given you personality. He, he's given you, uh, he's wired you a certain way. And you can see one of those circles is your, your personality, your wiring. Um, and then you've got your gifts and your talents and uh, the different things uh, like that. You've got, uh, you've got these circles, basically. Let me just condense this and, and move on. You've got these circles and that place in the middle where these three circles intersect, I think that is your specific place that God wants you to serve. That is your sweet spot is what the graphic uh, shows, that, that space right in the middle. Uh, you can serve in one of these other areas for a short time. And maybe God's calling you to serve in one of these areas that's not that middle sweet spot. And that's great. Maybe God is calling you to sacrifice for a given time to serve the greater need. But long-term, God wants you to serve in a place where you can serve for years and years and years. For some of you, that may be prayer. For some of you, that may be worship. For some of you, maybe that's technology. I, I don't know what that is for you. But, but I would encourage you to ask God what it is that God is calling you to do. What are you passionate about? What has God given you in your personality that makes you good at something? What, what gifts and talents has God given you? What kind of time and resources has God gifted you with to serve his church? You know, a great teaching on this is the parable of the talents that Jesus gives us. Master goes out of town, but before he leaves, he gives three servants uh, large sums of money and instructs them to to be good stewards of those sums of money. And as he leaves, uh, two of the servants invest that money, they use it, and they double it. But one servant goes and takes that money and he buries it in his backyard, basically. And when the master returns, he looks at the first two servants who have taken his money and doubled it. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Because you have been faithful with a little, I will give you much more. I will, I will give you uh, stewardship over much more in the kingdom. But to that last servant that just took the money and buried it in the backyard, he tells him, you wicked and lazy servant. 
You could have at least invested it in the bank and made some interest, but you did nothing. And because of your laziness, I'm gonna take what I did give you and I'm gonna give it to the other two servants and I am gonna cast you out where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Guys, we cannot look lightly on this parable, if we are not going to take God's good gifts and use them for his purposes, for his glory through his church, then we're that wicked servant and we're gonna be cast out to a place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. We cannot take this parable lightly. And so what are the next steps for you? You know, you're, you're at home right now watching or listening to this sermon that's been recorded and you're asking yourself maybe well what can i do well let me give you some next steps uh, as to how to find out what god's purpose what god wants you to do to serve him and his church first off it begins with prayer pray about what god is calling you to do Uh, and i would encourage you to Go a step further that maybe God's asking you to do something that doesn't currently exist. You know, maybe God's asking you to do something that you're passionate about that, that, that our church doesn't do right now, but maybe we've been wanting to do it, but just needed somebody to lead out on that. Maybe the prayer that you ask today needs to be, God, help me to remove my excuses that I've been making. Help me, Lord, to to not make excuses anymore, but to serve you the way God, the the way you call me to serve you. And let me just say again, I I hate to, to be so blunt, but giving your money is not equitable. It's not equal to giving your time. You're called to do both. And there are ways that you can serve God with your time, no matter what your circumstance may be. And so, so, so pray about it. Ask God to guide you. The next thing that I would tell you to do is talk to someone, asking them where they could see you serving. And ask someone who knows you well, who is a, a godly person, and just simply ask them, you know, I need to start serving. Where could you, you know, knowing me, how, where is a place that you could see me serving the church, serving God. You know, what could I do? Maybe it's a friend uh, that could speak into how God uh, is calling you to fulfill his purpose. Uh, Maybe it's reaching out to the church and just having a conversation with one of the pastors or ministers uh, or somebody here. Uh, But but one way or the other, talk to someone and, and ask them, you know, where do you see me serving what are my gifts and talents what with my personality and wiring with my passions what do you see god calling me to do to serve his church and then lastly find out if if there's a specific ministry that you feel god calling you to serve in go talk to that ministry leader Uh, go talk to whoever it is that leads that ministry or if that ministry doesn't exist come talk to me or pastor keith or one of the other ministers here at the church and let us guide you into what it looks like to start a ministry maybe but one way or the other take the next steps be intentional to see to seek out where god is calling you to serve him through his church don't be that person that sits in the garage 
that is a poor imitation of the real thing. The real Christian will serve selflessly and relentlessly, will serve God and others through the church, throughout the community and throughout the world. But the question for you today is how is God calling you to serve? Now, before I conclude, I've got to ask, maybe some of you are watching or listening right now, and maybe you're not even a follower of Jesus. But, but maybe this action of selflessness, this love that's mentioned here in 1 Peter chapter 4, maybe this idea of a family or, or this higher purpose of serving God is speaking to your heart. And maybe there's something that's stirring up inside of you, or maybe it's bringing questions to your mind. Uh, let me just say for a moment, let me speak to you specifically. If you don't believe in Jesus, but, but God's doing something, or you've got questions, I want you to reach out to us. Uh, if you go down to the post of this video, there's a, a link that will take you to the contact us page of our website. I want you to click that link and go over there, fill out that short form. Uh, what's gonna happen is if you do that, I'm gonna personally reach out to you and I would love to schedule a time to, to talk with you over the phone or, or if you're local, maybe take you to coffee or lunch if you'd like to do that or, or come visit you. And I would love to talk to you and answer any questions that you may have about what it looks like to follow Jesus, to be part of the family of God, to experience the love that Jesus has for you. Because let me say very clearly, Jesus loves you and he loves you so much that he died on a cross to rescue you from the eternal punishment that your sins bring to your life. And if you believe in him, that he died and three days later rose from the grave, if you believe in him, you can be rescued from your sins. And Jesus wants to bring that into your life. If you've got questions, if you wanna know more, I want you to reach out to us. Please don't hesitate to do that. I would love the opportunity to answer any questions that you may have. So please go ahead and do that now. as we're finishing, finishing this discussion up on serving, uh, let's close in a word of prayer and let's, let's ask the Lord to reveal to our minds and our hearts what it is that he is calling us to do to serve him, to bring him glory through his church. So, so join me in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for all of the gifts and the talents, the passions, the personality and wiring that you have given to each of us. Lord, even in difficult circumstances, we've been blessed with so much. And Lord, we pray that we would not be a poor imitation of what it truly means to follow you and serve you, but instead that we would selflessly serve you and others. Help us to recognize what it is that you're calling us to do to serve you. Help us to know what you want us to do. So Lord, use this time, speak to our minds and our hearts and help us to understand what you're calling us to do to serve you through your church. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for who you are. And we ask that you would help us to understand what your calling is in our lives. Help us to be good stewards of the resources, the time, 
the, the gifts and talents that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, and we lift all of this in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. Amen.